There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. Before we get to this week's episode, I just want to say thank you to everybody who checked it out, everybody who tuned in and shared the episode, and everybody who cared enough to send me a message. Because honestly, I didn't even think that people would give enough of a shit to care about what I had to say. I was toying around with ideas for season four, and I was thinking about telling people my story and just getting into the details of like why I'm no longer on the radio or you know how I got in the business and all that. Because you know, talaga yung pinag-uusapan on the show, like with the other guests I'd been interviewing for the past three seasons. And I thought to myself, why would people even care about what I had to say when I'm not this really important personality? I'm not this famous celebrity or this influencer with tens or hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. That's just not me. But for some reason, it's resonated with people, and I appreciate all of you who've let me know that the episode spoke to you. It connected with you, so it gives me a bit of encouragement to keep on going, and I guess that's going to be more of what I'm going to do for Season 4, so thank you very much. And you know, to all the radio DJs, past and present, who've reached out because they checked out the episode and they could identify with things like just being able to pull these canned spiels from out of your ass when you have nothing else to say, I see you. I hear you, you know who you are, and you know that that's real, all right? So, hindi ko yun iniimbento, totoo yun, all right? If you love this stuff, if you love hearing me shoot the shit about the radio industry or, you know, talking to my friends about what it's like to be behind the mic and to be a radio personality, then please, I hope you can support the show. Follow the podcast on Spotify and give me a five-star rating. It really goes a long, long way towards legitimizing the show and letting people know that this is our little safe space for the on-deck community. And if you want to support the show with your online shopping, you can actually do it through Shopee. You can type up this URL on your mobile phone browser. It's podlink.co slash on deck. Again, it's podlink.co slash O-N-D-E-C-K. It'll take you straight to the Shopee app. Then from there, add to cart and check out. And what you buy will help support Podcast Network Asia and the podcast at no extra cost to you. So again, it's podlink.co slash on deck. So for this week, I figured I'd talk about how being in radio fed my insecurities. And it's really weird when I think about it because for the longest time, I had this idea in my head that when I was finally in the spotlight or when I would have the mic or when I would be on stage, all eyes would be on me and I could finally be heard. Like that would just take away all of the insecurities I had to deal with as a kid. So for context... I didn't think I was really listened to growing up. Like a lot of my 
concerns would be invalidated in the sense that I was a bullied kid. Every time I would talk to my parents or a teacher or a guidance counselor about you know this asshole or that asshole, they would always say, "Oh, let it be, you know, uh, turn the other cheek, all that other religious bullshit." And that never really worked for me because even though I tried to be what I thought was a nice person, the bullying didn't really stop. You know, I, I was never a cool kid in high school or in grade school for that matter. I was never a jock. I was never the really handsome kid. I had bad skin, even worse fashion choices. I was a nerd, which, you know, it's probably a good thing if you wanted to get into the best universities, but not for like your social capital altogether. You know, I I never had all those girlfriends. I didn't think that people were gossiping about me as like a hot item. I was just there, you know? Socially, I figured if I wanted to be cool, I had to be in the spotlight. Like I had to be a performer. I had to be somebody that they could respect as a personality. And that's, I guess, what drew me subconsciously into the performing arts. And I knew I was a decent speaker because I was in the debate team and I was a decent writer because I was on the school paper. So I could communicate. It's just that when you have this stereotype of yourself as a nerd, as a bookish socially awkward kid, parang walang opportunities for you to branch out because people would just box you in as the bookish nerd. So when I got to college, I figured, let me reinvent myself. And I have to fulfill this dream from, from grade school and high school of being on the radio. Because I've always loved the idea of being paid to talk and play music and just being able to share your music knowledge with people on the radio. So at this point, I was listening to Magic 89.9, which is one of the leading English language FM stations in Metro Manila. And I really wanted to be part of the Junior Jocks program because it's been billed as this really cool group to be a part of. They would attend all of these events. They would be hanging out and training with all these cool radio DJs. They would be their friends and all that stuff. So in my head, that was the place to be. And right around the same time, like I had this ship on my shoulder because there was this girl that I was seeing the year prior and it was going well for like that summer. And then, like, you know, it, it just didn't work out. So she ghosted me and I was like, you know, for the first time, a girl actually paid attention to me. And I was like, I, I have to win her back. I have to get into radio and be popular. And feeling ko pag nakapasok na ako sa radio and I would have built this name for myself, she would come crawling right back to me or whatever, you know. Uh, th- that was the stupid belief of 19-year-old me. So I tried out and I made it through the first round even after CJ the DJ, who I've had as a guest on the show, told me nah, I wasn't ready for it. Like I was raw and I just wasn't ready for it. And I begged and I said, just give me a shot, give me a chance and I'm going to prove you wrong. So he was like, all right, um, you know, prove me wrong, kid. So he gives me the golden ticket, parang American Idol yung style ng auditions no. If you made it through the first round, you get a golden ticket. So he gave me one and I moved on to the final round of auditioning where I eventually got cut. In retrospect, I mean, I loved radio, but I guess my heart and my head, they weren't in the right place because my motivations were to be famous and to get the attention of this girl who, you know, in retrospect, was never going to give me the time of day again. So I took that year and just realigned myself and tried to train again and tried to see why I wanted to get into radio. So the following year, I eventually did get into radio. I got into Mellow 94.7, who I would end up working with and working for 
for about six, seven years. So when I got there, being a student DJ became my identity in UP, which was great because to me, parang na-validate ako na parang, okay, wow, I'm, I'm finally somebody. Like the orgs I was part of, the people I was classmates with, they would be referring to me as Stan, yung DJ Samelo. And I took up Broadcom or Broadcast Communication. And for everyone in the college, it was a big deal that one of their classmates was already in the industry that they were trying to break into. They would say, we're just trying to get a foot in the door. You've already gone through the door. So that was a big deal. But at the same time, I was beginning to understand that even in the radio landscape, merong brandings and tears. And I found myself in Mellow, which I loved. It was a great place for me to learn and to improve my craft and just to get to know people from the industry. But I still had this idea that the people over at Magic, silang aspirational, like they were the people I wanted to be. And that I was at Mellow, I was thinking, oh, you know, um, this is going to be my developmental. Uh, eventually, I hope I find my way there. So I always had this image in my head, like I probably wasn't good enough for Magic because I didn't make the cut. Kaya ako nasa Mellow, which is no knock on Mellow. Like I really love Mellow as a company, they were very, very good to me for all the years I was there. A lot of the people who I worked with at the time are still very, very good friends of mine. Some I even consider like family. So, you know, this is not to take a shit on anybody at Mellow 94.7 at all. It's just that Chempre, younger me was very insecure thinking nah, I'm not good enough to be over there. That's why I'm here. So I've got to work my ass off to make sure that I can be as good as those motherfuckers over there. So I had that chip on my shoulder now, you know, I'm, I'm not as good as the people over at Magic. So it really rubbed me the wrong way when people would go, on station ka ulit? Andi ba Magic? They would be like, oh, okay, so, so you're not one of those guys. And uh, when I was in UP, there was even this frat who tried to recruit me. And they have this list for the recruits. And next to my name, it said student DJ, comma, Magic 89.9. And that really pissed me off because on the one hand, it was like, wow. Way to make me feel like I'm a prized recruit option to not even know which station I was affiliated with. But on the other hand, this frat prides itself because they've been around over 100 years, you know, scandals and all, on recruiting the best of the best, the cream of the crop and all that good stuff, right? So for them, if you're one of the best, you have to be part of magic. So I kind of took that as a bit of a swipe. But, you know, like um, my stance on frats is don't join them. I hate them. I hate the violence, hate everything they stand for. So I didn't end up joining them anyway. It's just that, you know, like, come on, guys, do your research. Like, if you're going to recruit me, make me feel good. Let me know that you know who I'm with, where I'm from and all that good stuff. So anyway, you know, as a student DJ, I thought I was cool, but I didn't think I was cool enough. And I'm going to say I use cool very loosely here because, you know, now that, you know, we're a bit older, we're a bit more mature. We know that being cool is relative and it really shouldn't matter as much as you used to think that it mattered, you know. When I was in college, I thought that the RX student DJs in Radio 1 or the Magic JJs and eventually the Play FM jocks, like they were the cool guys. They were at the cool events. They were with the attractive partners and Joas and the really cool radio DJs who they would learn from and that I was at Mellow, which was, you know, as its name implied, very mellow and laid back. Not that there's anything wrong with it, because as I would later learn about myself, mas bagay talaga ako dun sa mas laid back na style. You know, like being 100% in the limelight is not for me, but that's a tangent for another day. I'm going through radio, right? My journey there. And my first couple of years, I really, really felt like 
I didn't know why I was there. Like I could talk, I knew my music, but I didn't have the voice of God. And if you don't know what the voice of God is, think James Earl Jones, who was the voice of Mufasa in The Lion King, the voice of Darth Vader in Star Wars, and the voice of CNN in the US. This is CNN. This really majestic God voice, or kind of like Don LaFontaine, who was the inner world. That voice in some uh, iconic movie trailers. I don't sound like those guys. And growing up in the 90s and, you know, the early 2000s, now you think you have to have this really full, deep, baritone, rich bass in your voice to be able to survive in the radio industry. Man, I, I really thought that somebody who sounded like me would not be able to have a long career behind the mic. And it didn't help that one of my partners and one of my mentors, see Chris from Mellow 94.7, really does sound like this when he talks. I mean, yeah, I'm exaggerating, but you know, you should listen to the guy. Like, talagang machong-macho yung boses niya. Napaka-makalalaki, So, you know, that doesn't sound like me. I do not sound like that. And it would take me years until I'd figure out na may market din pala for my type of voice, which is what the advertising industry calls the everyman voice. So, I'm dealing with these insecurities. Parang, oh, I'm probably not cool enough. I don't think I sound good enough. And then, it didn't help that Mello, yung location niya, it was on the ninth floor of Paragon Plaza along Edson Northbound. And it was in the same floor and in the same corridor as Magic and as Play FM and K-Light. So I would really see all these people who got accepted over me. This is a junior jock program. And then eventually when I became a DJ at Mello For Real For Real, yung mga DJs ng Play and ng Magic, na parang I'd be like, you know, you know, like, really, are those guys better than me? Are they really better than me? And it would make me question myself. Now, am I not good enough? Am I not good enough to be over there? Which is really funny in retrospect because Mellow 94.7 was loosely connected to that group of companies or that group of radio stations. You Magic, Play FM, Jam 88.3, what used to be 103.5 K-Lite before it got bought by new owners, and Wave 89.1 where I would eventually work. Those five stations are part of the same company. And they're owned by the brother of the owner of Mello. So talagang maliit lang yung industry when you think about it. It's a very small place and we're all loosely connected, right? But in my head, they felt like a different universe away. Like they were the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I was stuck in DC or some shit. They were the cool, attractive people. And I was just this regular guy who still had a radio job. But, you know, everyone is like one big barcada. They were cool. They were popular. They played all the music I wanted to play. And when people associated them with their stations, like, it made sense. Like, oh, yeah, you're with Magic. Oh, yeah, you're with Play FM or, you know, your other company. Like, oh, yeah, you're with RX. And when it came to me, oh, Mellow ka. Ah, Mellow Touch. And, you know, I would have to say, ne, pare, Mellow lang. Mellow 94.7. And, you know, that was a branding issue. Because for context, for decades, Mellow was known as Mellow Touch. And they would be playing love songs, ballads, easy listening tracks. And they made a lot of money from the 70s all the way to the early 2000s based off that format. And it's something that they've reverted to since. Like a few years after I left, they reformat sila, and they've gone back to that format. But they never let go of the name Mellow because that's what people remembered. And that's what the brand recall was, even though they were already playing pop music catered to a younger market. And that always bothered me because I was associated with a brand that at the time didn't exist. 
So iba yung branding ko. And you know, this is not a shot at the people who ran and and own Mellow. It was really just me. I was struggling with all of this. Parang identity crisis or brand identity crisis, right? So I tried to channel that shit into my work. And you know, I would take on jobs that nobody really asked me to do because I was thinking to myself, I'm going to be a lifer in this industry. Tatagal ako. I want to be music director, a program director, the leader of the DJs and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take on these office jobs. Like I'm going to be monitoring yung other music from the other radio stations. I'm going to be suggesting these songs to the owner. And I'd write him weekly emails, you know, like, oh, this is what I monitored. I heard this song on this station and that station and that station from this date to that date. Like, talagang, I was really obsessed because in my head, it was like, you know, we got to be on the same level. We have to compete with these guys. And my goal for myself was if we can compete with these guys, then I can be as good as them because the station is as good as them. So that's how it made sense to me in my head. Later on, it would lead to some serious burnout. But again, that's another story for another day. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So the insecurities were piling up and piling up through my years in radio, and then it didn't help that people were starting to make money off of social media, especially if you had a lot of followers. So I became obsessed with the follower count. Like there was a time when I was really trying as hard as I could to get that verified blue check mark. And I could never get it. I still don't have it. And it's actually much easier now to get verified on Twitter, but I still can't make that happen. Not that I care all that much anymore in 2022, but you know, it is what it is. But at the time, I really wanted to increase my follower count. And I thought to myself, if I had more followers, I'd get more opportunities. I'd get more bookings for hostings and all that stuff. And I'd make more money. So I was really obsessed with leveling up and trying to get myself further career-wise because you're young, you're in your early to mid-20s, and you're thinking, the world is my oyster. Kailangan umasenso ako however much I can. But the biggest insecurity for me which is still eating at me for years at this point, was not being part of the tiger stations na tinatawag. Yun nga, the five stations I mentioned. And to me, in my head, it was always, pag naging part na ako ng tiger stations, that's how I'll know I'm good enough. So I left Mellow in 2016, which is another story in and of itself. And about nine months later, I ended up on Wave, which was yun nga, part na ng tiger stations, right? And when I got to Wave, a different type of insecurity came over me because most of the DJs who were there were really entrenched in the local hip-hop scene. 
So for context, if you're not familiar with radio stations here in the Philippines, Wave 89.1 primarily played R&B and hip-hop through most of its time. Like, it's been around for 20 plus years and for most of its time, talagang R&B and hip-hop lang. In fact, it was branded as an urban music station, which in retrospect, kind of sounds problematic and reductive when you're talking about R&B and hip-hop. Just saying. So they're really entrenched in the hip-hop scene, right? And a lot of them are also amboys. That's a Filipino slang word to refer to people who grew up in the States and came back here. A lot of them are usually half Filipino or of Filipino heritage. And they would come back here and they would talk with the American accent. And I don't sound like them at all. I like to think that I don't really use a whole lot of hip-hop slang in my language, like when I speak. You know, but a lot of them, for them, like when they speak African-American vernacular English, for example, is very, very natural to them. And, you know, it, it just wasn't for me. And it made me insecure in terms of where I stood in Wave because it was presented as this R&B and hip-hop station. And I just didn't feel like I belonged. Like, I felt like I just somehow wandered onto the station because they needed warm bodies. And I knew how to work a console. And I knew how to talk. That's it. And I knew my fair share of music. So, yon, that was kind of... Something that ate at me. Okay, I, I've managed to enter Tiger, but do I really belong here? And as a result of this, I found myself retreating into a bit of a bubble. And for the first year or so, I didn't really want to make friends with the people there. And I told myself, I don't want to get emotionally attached. And that kind of harkens back to my experiences over at Mellow, where I got super attached and it became hard for me to leave. Eventually, I would have to get rid of that mindset because I did get attached to some of the people over at Wave. And, you know, look how that turned out. <laughs> I was trying to keep my sanity in check. And because I'm going to keep this in my head as just a job. Like, I love radio. I love the industry. But I'm going to treat it like a job to maintain my sanity. Like, I'll clock in, do the show to the best of my abilities. Then I'll clock out and I won't think about anything related to radio in my time off. Now, it worked for the most part. And there will be some DJs, yung mga mas old school pa yung upbringing, their training, their mentality, who'll tell you that that's not okay or that's not correct. And that's fine. That's their opinion. I respect that. My opinion is I just needed to set some boundaries to keep my sanity in check because I was at a point where I was like, I can't be super obsessed anymore when... I was beginning to have other opportunities open up in front of me. And if I were to be too obsessed with all of my insecurities in radio and channeling it into working long nights ulit and just thinking about all these things and I would look at my bank statements and it's not like I was making all of my money from radio. If anything, regular paycheck siya, but you know, it just really didn't warrant enough of my mental energy anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that and to realize that. And when I did, that's when my mind just began to free up. Na parang, oh nga, no, why was I so obsessed with playing all the new music and caring about being associated with this brand and that brand? Like, I mean, it's good, you know, for your bank account. It's good because people would recognize you and hire you for more gigs and all that. You know, that's great. It just wasn't for me anymore. Na parang, I could just treat it as I have a three-hour show. I get to talk to my partners on air. We get to play music. And that's it. And it just became more fun that way. And that's when I began to backtrack. Now, oh, nga, no? I was pretty lucky with my time in radio up to this point. I mean, when I think about it, when I really think about it, I was with Mellow for six or seven years. And for a bulk of that, 
I was on one of the primetime shows and I got to do it at 22. Two years into the industry, nasa primetime na ako. And that doesn't happen for everybody unless you're this really famous influencer or celebrity with hundreds and thousands of followers on social media. For someone like me, that shouldn't really happen anymore. And then when I got to Wave, within six months, boom, I was back in a primetime position. So when I think about it, I was really, really fortunate. And I hear this a lot in wrestling podcasts, which I listen to a whole lot. Wrestlers would always say, especially you mga pinaka grateful towards the industry, that the industry doesn't owe you anything. And as a fan of radio, it kind of also applies. The industry doesn't owe me anything. It doesn't owe me a long career here, even though I love it, even though I've devoted so much of my time and energy and creative efforts into it, the industry doesn't owe you anything. And when I came to terms with that, I began to just accept Nah, you know, this is where I'm at and I'm happy with it. Not that I'm being complacent. It's just that I began to smell the roses more. I began to be more comfortable in my skin, so to speak. And... I just began to enjoy it more. So it would take me years to get to that point where I realized that you know, I had all these insecurities and it was probably a result of being a public figure. And I'll say that with air quotes because I'm not like a celebrity who people would gossip about on like pep.ph or whatever showbiz websites people go to these days. And that's fine. That's okay. I'm happy with who I am. I mean, I love myself and... I began to love myself more and I began to just be content with what I had. And I wish that I'd gotten to that point much earlier because I would have appreciated my time in radio more. But, you know, it is what it is. We are where we are. And more often than not, when I look back on my time on the air, I actually look back on it wistfully. Like, the good memories clearly outweigh the bad. And there were some bad memories. There was some really dark shit that went on. But that will be a story for another day. For now, I just wanted to get it out there that, you know, the people who you hear on the air probably have these insecurities too. And I'm not sure if I'm the first to talk about it. I hope I won't be the last, but I'm just putting it out there just so you know that we're human too. We're people too. We think about these things. And in my case, I was a radio fan who got in the business and I was really up in my head and up in my feelings about where I stood or how good I thought I was or how good I thought the industry thought I was. And ultimately, all the validation I really needed was probably just from myself. That's going to do it for this episode of On Deck. And I got to say thanks to you for listening through my ramblings, story time, whatever you want to call it. Really appreciate it. And if you love what you're hearing, send me a message. Hit me up at underscore Stancy on Twitter or on Instagram. Check out the other work I do over at linktr.ee slash Stancy says. That's S-T-A-N-S-Y-S-A-Y-S. And if you want to support the show through your online shopping, you can do that over on Lazada. Just use your mobile phone's browser and go to podlink.co slash ondecklazada. That's podlink.co slash O-M-D-E-C-K-L-A-Z-A-D-A. From there, it'll take you straight to the app, add to cart and check out. And what you buy will support Podcast Network Asia and this show at no extra cost to you. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet next week. I'm trying to figure stuff out. And if you... 
have any ideas, any suggestions about topics you want me to get into either by myself or with a guest, hit me up. Let me know, all right? Let's see if we can come up with another great podcast for you and me to enjoy, all right? In the meantime, a couple of reminders as I get on out of here. Please keep those double masks on. Go out only when it's necessary. Can't emphasize that enough because COVID is still real even though the infection rates are going down. Get your vaccines and your boosters. And by May 2022, parang awa nyo na. Please, please lang. Go out and vote. It's the most important election of our lifetimes. And in the words of the great Angelica Panganiban, huwag bumoto ng magnanakaw. I'm Stancy. Thank you very much. And I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 